Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So great to have you here on a Tuesday. De'Aaron Fox has been upgraded to questionable. I'm sure you heard the news today. That uh, he said he's playing no matter what. I said that 24 hours ago that he would be playing. There's no way De'Aaron Fox is not playing tomorrow. Now, how effective he will be uh, is another story. Great to have you here on this Tuesday on Listen App. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon and we will put you right on. Don't forget tomorrow, 34 Mexican Cantina on O Street. Uh, I will be there doing this show at 5 o'clock. And then Ryan and I will have the pregame at 6.30, the halftime at about 8.15, and the postgame at about 9.30. Game five tomorrow, the Kings and the Golden State Warriors. To me, it's very simple. If the Kings do not get an A game from De'Aaron Fox, I don't think they win. If they get an A game from Fox, then I think they win. I don't think the Kings can beat the Warriors without De'Aaron Fox playing the way he has in the first four games. And it's anyone's guess. I mean... You know, he has a fractured finger on the tip of his index finger on his shooting hand. And it's not just shooting, it's dribbling the basketball. And personally, I mean, if I'm the Warriors, I start pressuring De'Aaron Fox in the backcourt right off the get-go. You know, if I'm the Warriors, I want to see how he handles the ball. And the Kings have been very good in terms of their assist to turnover ratio. And so I want to keep that. Uh, I had a really interesting talk today on YouTube with Larry Kruger on his YouTube channel. Uh, if you missed that and you want to check it out, uh, when we get done here, go to Larry Kruger's YouTube channel. And we we, we had a really, uh, we had a hell of a show for an hour today. I thought it was great. All right, if you want to get in on the program, you know the routine, hit your hand icon and we will do it. It's a best of three. I said this to Larry today. This game five tomorrow, I think is a must win for Sacramento. I think if the Kings lose tomorrow, I don't think they're coming back home. Whereas if the Warriors lose tomorrow, I don't think the series is over because I would fully expect the Warriors to go back and win game six. And then it's a winner take all for game seven. What do you think about that? I think the Kings, that they lose tomorrow, they're done. They're going to lose in six games, barring an injury, of course. I I just don't see it. All right. Who wants to be my leadoff man or woman today? Who wants to be the person that's first up? and get this show rolling on a Tuesday. Beautiful, beautiful weather-wise day in Northern California, about as perfect as you can get. And uh, tomorrow, again, we are going to be at 34 Mexican Cantina on O Street for our fifth watch party. So great having so many of you come out and uh, join me and Ryan at these various events. And uh, I've really enjoyed that. All right, let's move along to uh, Connor, who will uh, 
bat first and lead off. What's up, Connor? Hey, Grant. How's it going? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. Just getting excited for these playoff games. Obviously, Oilers tonight, Kings tomorrow. Both yep. game five should be a lot of fun. They're going to be great. That's going to be great. Uh, I was very relieved to see Vegas win and have a little cushion now uh, leading three games to one after losing game one. So it looks like they're going to advance as far as uh, Edmonton and L.A. I got to tell you, Connor, that series has been much closer than I thought it would be. I mean, every game has been right there. Yeah, it's been Leon Dreisaitl kind of just pulling the load for the team and McDavid needs to wake up and I'm expecting a pretty big game. He needs to score some goals tonight. Yeah, yeah, he does. He definitely needs to light the lamp. No question about that. But, uh, you know, again, it's about winning. But this is obviously a huge game. Huge game. No question about it. Yeah, and then switching towards some of the news in the NBA, what did you think of that suspension to DeJounte Murray? I mean, I thought that was just clueless from him, and it's almost the easiest suspension you could hand out to a player. I think he should have been suspended for the rest of the playoffs. You can't bump the official like that. It wasn't an accident. It was intentional. And I don't think uh, he should be playing anymore. I think a one-game suspension was too light. What do you think? Yeah, I thought I agree with that. Obviously, the Celtics will probably close out the series anyway. But yeah, yeah, I think they will. That DeJounte Murray, obviously, I thought he should have been suspended probably two or three games at least because usually when there's any contact with an official physically, then that usually gets a pretty big ban. One game to me is too light. Uh, again, I don't understand these players. You know, I, I really don't. What's going through your mind? You know, Draymond Green all the time and Dylan Brooks and DeJounte. What, like, what are they thinking about? Do they not give a damn about their team? Do they think that they're so good they can do what they want? They don't care about the ramifications of letting down their teammates? It's unbelievable to me. It really is. Yeah, speaking of Dylan Brooks, what a joke he was talking everything about disgrace. LeBron. And then he just got embarrassed and then – he talks about everything, and then after the game, he didn't do any media availability. That was pretty funny to me. You know what the word is? That's called gutless. All right? You pop off your mouth, okay? You pop off your mouth, you get ejected, and then you don't talk to the media after game one. The word for that is gutless. That's exactly what Dylan Brooks is, gutless. Yeah, 100%. And then I saw that the game four between the Kings and the Warriors was the most watched first-round game yep. in 21 years. So How about that? cool. That is pretty amazing. Yes, indeed. Plus, it was a great game, too. Yeah, for sure. And then what do you think about that Ime Yudoka signing for the Rockets? Obviously, they're a rebuilding team. Do you think that's a good hire? Yeah, I think Ime Yudoka is a really good coach, and I think he's a great guy. I know what happened to him in Boston, and, you know, that's unfortunate. We don't really know the, all the details, but um, I, I enjoyed getting to know him when he played in Sacramento, and he did a really good job with Boston. He took him to the finals last year. I think he's going to be really good. He's a player's coach, and I think that's a really good hire for Houston. I think the Rockets are not that far away from being pretty good. I, re I really think they got a nice future. Yeah, they have a nice young core with Jalen Green and Jabari Smith. And yes, they, they get do. some nice draft picks, a couple more pieces. They should be a playoff team in a few years. They should. And I think Oklahoma City is going to be a powerhouse in the West before too much longer. So, you know, the Kings are right there, too. I mean, the Kings have a nice young nucleus. But there are some other teams that aren't playoff teams that I think are going to be right there in the very near future. Yeah, and one last thing. I know not a lot of us have been talking about the NFL draft, but I thought up yep. until recently that Bryce Young was kind of the consensus first pick. But I saw today Vegas moved the odds for Will Levis from plus 4,000 to plus 400. So that's a pretty interesting wow. story if that could happen. 
That is pretty amazing. I, I didn't see that from what was what was it again? From what to what? Repeat that for me. So Levis to be the first pick went from plus four thousand until wow. today it changed to plus four hundred. How about that? That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what the story is or what what news could have came out to make that, but Vegas usually knows something that the rest of the people don't. What's the line on the Kings game tomorrow? I saw that it moved from like one and a half to then minus four and a half with the Warriors, but now Fox is listed as questionable. Has that line moved? Have you noticed? It says Warriors minus one and a half. Okay, well that so from Fox going from doubtful to questionable, changed the line on that game by three points. Yeah, obviously. I mean, he's a huge impact player, so I understand that. Yeah, me too. The question is, what De'Aaron Fox are you going to get? We don't know. And I think we'll know in the first couple minutes of the game with this ball handling. And I think you're going to know, you know, fairly early. Now, what we don't know, you know, what happens if he gets hit on that finger a couple of times? I know he's wearing a splint, but still, that will be that will be the real key. What's going to happen if he gets hit? And, you know, the Warriors are going to be going after that finger. That's just part of the game. That's part of the ball. And they're going to be they're going to be trying to, you know, slap down on that hand a lot. Yeah, what do you think will be, like, the biggest factor with the injury? Do you think it'll be how, like, having the splint and the injury affects how he dribbles and shoots? Or do you think it'll be more of, like, how painful it is when he plays? No, I don't think pain's going to be an issue for him. He's one of the toughest guys I've been around, so I don't think that's an issue. I personally think it's going to be dribbling. I mean, I, I think it's going to be dribbling the ball. I think that's going to be the biggest, uh, the biggest issue for him. Shooting, I think he'll be okay, but I think dribbling is going to be the biggest problem. Yeah, and then last thing, what do you think the Giants should do in the first round? What do you think is their biggest need? Well, I think linebacker is their biggest need. And I, for me, I'd go linebacker. I know they're talking receiver. I'm tired of the receivers. You know, I think the Giants showed last year you don't really need a stud-wide receiver to be effective. They picked guys up off the street, and they ended up being pretty good. So, to me, I'm going linebacker first round or defensive back. I'm not saying I wouldn't draft the receiver in the later rounds, but first-round pick, I'm not going wide receiver. What about you? Yeah, I agree with avoiding wide receiver because we've had Kadarius Tony and Wondell Robinson in the past two years. I think that a nice corner, a first cornerback would be huge, or maybe yep. an interior offensive lineman to kind of give Daniel Jones some more protection. Yeah, and they lost love. You know, I don't think that's you know a deal breaker uh, on the back end, but I, I think they could definitely use a help at corner and you know linebacker. But uh, again, I know they're trying to build everything around. You know, offense, offense, offense. But I, I think right now for the Giants to take that next step, I, I think the linebacker and back end on the on the in the secondary is, my, my opinion, more of a need. Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out on Thursday. Hey, buddy, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. See ya. All right, let's get to uh, some other folks, and uh, we get to Waggus right here on Listen Up, Hey Waggus, how are you? Good, Grant. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. What's happening? Uh, nothing. Uh, you know, you called it yesterday again. Was really happy to see that Fox is going to give it a go. I kind of figured he would be. Um, yep. So let's see how effective he is. Obviously, he, he has to play well in order, in order for us to win this game or next yep. game or whatever. Yep. He's got to um, play the way he has been playing. If he plays it, if he doesn't, the Kings aren't going to win. Yeah. But I wanted to, you know, I was watching that Miami game yesterday and, uh, you know, one of the things I've noticed with Jimmy Butler these last three or four years, I mean, he's literally carrying that team. Yep. In your opinion, is he a superstar? Yeah, I think he's elevated himself to that and that upper echelon. And, you know, is he Kevin Durant? Is he LeBron James? Um, 
maybe not, but he's right on the doorstep. I mean, I thought what he, you know, I don't know if you saw Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley said that was the greatest play, playoff performance he's ever seen since being on television. That's saying something. I mean, he was magnificent last night. What he did in the final couple of minutes in terms, you know, when they were trailing, and, and I mean, he was great the whole game, but those threes that he made in, yeah. in succession, those were amazing shots. And uh, he was brilliant last night, flat out brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that comes close to my mind was LeBron in, in uh, with Detroit, I believe, in 2007. Uh, That's right. Like, yeah. Yep. Uh, but, you know, like, like I'm looking at He scored at, 20 straight points in that game. Yep. And I'm looking at Jimmy Butler going back to 2019. You know, if Kawhi doesn't hit that shot when he was with Philly, right? Yeah, that's uh, right. Could, yeah, and then 2020, the bubble, right? And then 2021, he has an off year. Last year, he's one shot away from taking them to the finals. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just picturing if Philly had kept him with a bead. Oh, my. <laughs> um, oh, so, no kidding. How about that? Yeah, yeah. very good so, point. So it, it, it's just the reason why I ask you is because I, you know, I, you know, people normally don't talk about him as a superstar, but, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like he's done well. And uh, so um, I'm obviously watching the game last night. Um, I'm looking at two teams right now that are going to be top athletes. It's probably coming down to them. Um, Phoenix and the Lakers. Um, right. So who do you give the edge right now? Why do you not put Golden State or Sacramento in that group? I just don't think, well, first of all, Golden State, uh, okay, number three, I would put Golden State. I, I can't put Sacramento in there because I just don't think that they'll be able to beat the Lakers um, or Phoenix. Uh, I think there's too much firepower over there. And yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, um, I guess I'm looking at it. I, I had four teams in mind, and now I'm down to two that are going to be tough out, right? Um, I'll still pull Golden State in there just because of their past, but um, but right now, which team would you put in the one or two between the, the Suns or the Lakers? Yeah, I haven't really been that impressed with the Suns against the Clippers. I, I really haven't, but I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, but the Clippers are playing without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and they're still giving Phoenix a run for their money, even though Phoenix is going to win the series. So, personally, I still I would pick Phoenix over the Lakers, but I'm not ruling out Golden State either. I mean, if Golden State gets on a run, they're still going to be a very dangerous out. Well, I would have to – I mean, Golden State did play well in game one. I don't think they really had a good good game two in Sacramento. They haven't really showed that they can play well on the road this year. So right. I, I think this game five coming up is going to be huge. But obviously I'm rooting for the Kings, you know. But I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be realistic here. I mean – LeBron, when he can turn it on, man, he can turn it on. Yeah, he's still unbelievable. What he's doing at his age is remarkable. Yeah, yeah, and I can't believe Dylan Brooks. LeBron would be 50 and still be better than Dylan Brooks. So Yeah, Dylan Brooks uh, is a head case. Yeah, Yeah. so um, one last thing. The only one that's gotten away with being a head case is Draymond Green. I can't yep. believe that they won four rings. Now, they could have had five, but they won four, so... Why is that? Do you think it's just because they have Steph Curry, that's why. Okay. Right. I mean, that's why they beat Boston last year. They beat Boston because they had Steph Curry and Boston did it. That was the difference in the series last year. Steph Curry is a one of the most special players of his generation, and that's why. Plain and simple, that's why. Where would you – okay, um, I agree with that. 
Last question. Where would you put a- Andrew Wiggins in that run? Because I know he, had, he he played great defense down the stretch, especially in that game four as well. Well, okay, but Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, he, he hasn't been there for the di- the whole dynasty run. I mean, if, you, if we're talking about the Warriors dynasty and why they've been a dynasty, it's first and foremost Steph Curry, plain and simple. No, absolutely. I mean, he's had great performances down the stretch. Uh, I remember game six against the Rockets. Um, that's when Kevin Durant went out in 2019. That's what I felt like was a great performance by him to go on the road. And I think in the fourth quarter, it was a close game and he just took over. And yep, yeah, that was in 2019. So that was one of the, you know, uh, great performances I personally thought that he made. And I think in game seven as well, versus the Rockets the year before, that was pretty special as well. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully. Well, I think if the Kings are going to win tomorrow, I think three things have to happen. Okay. All right. Fox has to play well. I think Sabonis has to be Sabonis. And I think Kevin Herter has to wake up offensively. I think Clay Thompson's in his head. I think it's a bad matchup for Herter. But I think those three things have to happen for the Kings to win. Oh, I'm going to add a fourth. Malik Monk's got to have a really good game, like he did in games one and two. Now, I know that's a lot of things I'm labeling, but I think the Warriors are going to have an A game tomorrow. And I think the Kings are going to have to be on their – P's and Q's with everyone. I, I, you're not going to have any lulls tomorrow because I, I expect the Warriors to play very, very well tomorrow. I think the main key is, of course, Fox, but Sabonis got to shoot that shot. When he's wide yes. open, we can, yeah, he has to shoot that. We left eight to ten points um, um, on the board. And then where do you put Murray, uh, Keegan Murray, in this whole thing? Because he had a great game last game. Yeah, and I would expect coming home after what he did in game four, he's confident, and I would think that would continue. So, yes, I mean, I'm counting on him to play well too, but let's face it, the Kings are here because of two players. They're here because of De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, and Sabonis has got to be the guy that we've seen in the regular season, not the postseason. 100%, yeah. So we'll see what happens, but it's great, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, and we will do it tomorrow, 5 o'clock show. We will be at 34 Mexican Cantina on O Street. We'll get the pregame show going at 6.30, and then uh, we'll be on at halftime uh, and postgame. So come on down and see us tomorrow at 34 Mexican Cantina on O Street. All right, what do you want to talk about? Hit me up. I have a feeling that you want to talk about uh, this game coming up tomorrow, but uh, who's going to be next? I appreciate the phone call so far, and we uh, keep it rolling. Tomorrow, Jerry Reynolds at 3 o'clock as well over on YouTube. If you don't like that, Uh, Check out my podcast today that I released a couple of hours ago talking about the uh, absurdity of Jalen Rose insinuating that Phil Jackson is racist because he doesn't watch the NBA anymore after the bubble in 2020 because of the political messaging. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, the commissioner of the NBA said the same thing. Adam Silver came out after the bubble and said, hey, you know what? In retrospect, we went overboard and we have to understand that there are people that want to tune into the game just to watch the game. And guess what? They changed everything. You didn't see the messaging on the court and on the back of the jerseys and everything else. Adam Silver admitted it, the commissioner. So now I'm going to call Adam Silver a racist too? I mean, the race card is absurd. And listen, we have a problem in many instances with racism, okay, in this country and really around the world, not just the United States. And there are times when racism is real and to talk about it is accurate, but you just can't bring up the race card every single time somebody that is Caucasian makes a statement that a person of color doesn't agree with. How about we just don't agree? How about you have a different opinion than I do? Doesn't mean that I'm racist or you're racist. I mean, it's absurd. 
You're going to tell me that Phil Jackson now, because he doesn't watch the NBA anymore after the bubble because of the political messaging that it turned him off. And because of that, he's racist. How's that racist? Seriously, considering that many other people feel that way. I feel that way. I still watch, but I mean, I feel that way. I, I, I hate political and social messaging. I've talked about this for years and years and years and years and years. And I, I told you what would happen. I said, if you bring this into sports, it's going to hurt the product. And you're going to have a lot of controversy. And you're going to lose a lot of fans. Well, guess what's happened? They've lost a lot of fans. Okay? And that's undeniable. The ratings don't lie. The ratings are right there. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's sad. It's really sad to constantly use the race card because you don't agree like Kendrick Perkins. All right. Nikola Jokic wins the MVP and he makes it into a racial issue. Yeah. I haven't heard Kendrick Perkins say that the same people that voted for Nikola Jokic as the MVP the last two years, they're the same voters that unanimously voted for Mike Brown as the coach of the year. So wait a minute, the same voters that Kendrick Perkins okay, is using the race card argument for, or they vote for Mike Brown, but that's just fine, a unanimous. Not one voter voted for anyone else other than Mike Brown as the coach of the year. You know, you can't have it both ways, okay? You can't have it both ways. It's just, it's absurd. And, and it's, it's unfortunate. And that's where we're at in this country. It's where we're at in the United States of America in 2023. It's, it's so sad. I mean, if you have a difference of opinion with somebody of a different ethnicity, okay, and you're a person of color, you, you bring up the race card, and it's almost like you have carte blanche to make that comment in 2023. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. It really is. All right, let's get to uh, Jerry. Jerry, welcome to the show. How are you, Jerry? I'm fine, Mr. Napier. How are you, sir? Good to hear from you, buddy. Good to hear from you too, Grant. Hey, uh, you know, I saw something today, Grant, where they were saying that game four of the Kings and Warriors was the uh, highest ratings in 21 years yep. uh, for a first round playoff uh, matchup. What yep. do you think about that? I think it's great. And it should have been. It was a great basketball game. And I think it was enjoyable. The pace, the offense, uh, De'Aaron Fox's emergence, Steph Curry. Yeah, I, I, think it, uh, I think it's great. I think it's fabulous. And Grant, ABC saying that uh, the Kings have a superstar in Darren Fox. What do you think about that also? I think he's shown this year in the playoffs that through four games, he deserves that label. I think he's been the best player on both teams. I think he's been, I think he's been better than Curry. And Grant, what do you think about Mike Bibby saying that if Darren Fox plays the way he's been playing, you know, before the injury, granted, that the Kings could make the finals, Grant? I'm, you know what? I'm not trying yeah, I don't to think go. So. I'm not trying to go overboard here, but, you know, just what Baby said. I mean, it was just kind of. You know, I, I don't I mean, agree with that. Okay. Uh, Grant, and what do you think? You know what? I mean, so you said that the Warriors are, would be trying to go after uh, after Fox, knowing that he's hurt. Of course. Uh, uh, so, Grant, don't you think that maybe Fox would just want to just take the ball to the hoop instead of being out there shooting threes? I mean, don't you think that would be better for the Kings or. Yeah, but he's going to have to dribble the ball to get to the hoop. Right. Well, you know what? I, uh, I saw some things today on uh, ABC that Fox saying that he feels good, uh, you know, even dribbling the ball. He feels good. But, Grant, because uh, I heard, too, that uh, that he got his injury about halfway through the fourth quarter. Maybe it was a, probably adrenaline that he was, you know. It was 100% be, adrenaline. 
Okay. He, he didn't even know it was hurt until after the game um, because of the adrenaline. He wasn't even aware of it. And Grant, maybe like a couple of cortisone shots. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Grant, with the medicine that we have now, Grant, I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, Fox will be fine. Hopefully the Kings win. Um, uh, but I do expect the series to go seven games, Grant. Uh, I hope so. It would be great. I hope so, too. It would be fabulous. It would be incredible to go seven games. But I, I do think this, Jerry, if the Kings lose tomorrow, it's not going seven games. And, you know, Grant, it's just uh, really good just to hear, you know, the outlets for the media saying that the Kings, uh, they're a good team. And, uh, you know, they're giving the Warriors everything that they have, man. I mean, you know, yep. you are going toe-to-toe with the defending champions. And, you know, uh-huh. Grant, Grant, you know, the Warriors are not the same team they were five, six, seven years ago. But, you know what? Hey, you know what? They're, you know what? Sometimes teams, you know, their dynasty comes to an end. And it would be nice for the Kings to end that dynasty. Well, they better win tomorrow, Jerry, because they're not going to—they're not going to end the dynasty if they lose tomorrow. If the Kings lose tomorrow, I would put the chances of them winning in San Francisco on Thursday at about twenty percent. Well, or Grant, Friday, you know rather. Hey, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, anything's possible, Grant. And uh, you know what? Hey, go Kings! And uh, and appreciate your show. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Jerry. You take care. Appreciate you. Bye bye now. All right, good stuff from Jerry. If you want to be next. Hit that hand icon. I'll put you right on. And yeah, you know, I I really believe that. I, there's the Kings are not winning this series if they lose tomorrow. They're, they're not. It's not getting a seven. I mean, they, they, tomorrow is, in my opinion, a must-win game for Sacramento. I don't see them losing tomorrow and going into uh, San Francisco and winning on Friday, unless Steph Curry gets hurt. That would be the only way that could happen. All right. And I, here's the other aspect. You know, the Warriors are an older team. Curry's 35. You got to remember, starting tomorrow, you only have one day off in between games five, six, six, and seven. That could factor in, be an advantage for Sacramento. It's another reason why I think they have to win tomorrow. You could get a game seven on your home floor, and I think you'd have the advantage just with younger legs and a younger team. You know, Steph Curry's logging a lot of minutes. So, you know, the Warriors, I think, are going to have their A game tomorrow. The question is, will Sacramento be uh, bringing their A game uh, as well? All right. Let's hit the uh, hand icon, and I will put you right on. Again, don't forget tomorrow, 34 Mexican Cantina on O Street for our watch party. We'll announce tomorrow where Ryan and I will be uh, for Friday. But looking forward to going down there to uh, 34 Mexican Cantina. I was down there mm, two weeks ago and uh, checked it out. It was my first time there. It's really good. The food is excellent. Uh, indoors, outdoors, so there's an area to sit outside. It's uh, really a good place. I really it was good. I was very happy to be there. So come on down and see us. I've also got uh, white, uh, if you don't like that, shirts for sale that I will have with me. So if you have not yet purchased a shirt, come on down tomorrow and uh, you can buy a shirt right there at 34 Mexican Cantina. All right. Who's next? Who wants to uh, take us further in this show? If you want to talk about anything else going on in the NBA or the NHL or with the NFL draft. That's right. The NFL draft starts in about 48 hours, and will Bryce Young be the number one pick for the Carolina Panthers? I think he will. I think the real, I think the draft starts at number two with Houston, and what will the Houston Texans do? So we got a lot going on this weekend, a lot going on. And the question is, will we have a game seven on Sunday afternoon? Time to be determined in Sacramento. Boy, could be. Got to win tomorrow, though. I don't think you're going to have a game seven uh, if the Kings lose tomorrow. I think if the Kings 
you know, win tomorrow. I think there will be a game seven because I think the Warriors will win game six. We'll see. Warriors extra day off. And I want to see what their game plan is going to be on Fox. I think they're going to hound him early. They're going to pressure him. And they're going to they're going to see if he can handle the ball against pressure. All right. I mean, he's going to have a splint on his finger. His fingertip is broken. And we'll see whether or not that impacts the game. I don't see the Kings winning this game if De'Aaron Fox is not an A grade after the game. I think he's got to play the way he's played in the first four games. And if he does, I think the Kings will win the game tomorrow. But if he if he doesn't, uh, I, I don't have a good feeling about it. I just don't. You know, Wiggins is getting better as this series goes on. You saw what Poole did in game four. Thompson, big shots. Curry, you know, is going to get it done. I mean, Davion Mitchell's giving him fits in terms of, you know, working so hard. But Curry's Curry, and he's going to get his points. All right, he's going to get his points. All right, who wants to be next? Hit the hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and I will put you right on. And again, if you missed the podcast that I did earlier today or the live show with Larry Kruger on his YouTube channel, check it out on Larry Kruger's uh, YouTube channel. All right. If you want to talk NFL draft, I'm happy to do that as well. But I know most people right now are centering their attention on these uh, NBA playoffs. All right. If you want to talk hockey, a couple games tonight. I know Connor, what game he's going to be watching with Edmonton and the uh, LA Kings. That game 48 hours ago was a was a hell of a game, too, with Edmonton and LA. 3 nothing at the end of one. 3-3 going into the third. Edmonton scored late, and then they win it in 0-2. OT. That was a hell of a win for the Oilers. All right, if you want to get on, now's your chance. If not, I'll wrap it up. We'll make it a quick show, and uh, we will move on towards tomorrow as there's really nothing else for me to add on this game tomorrow. Again, I think it's very simple. I think Fox plays. I think he plays well. I think the Kings win. I think if Fox does not play well, I don't think the Kings win. And the reason for that is, other than Malik Monk, I don't see another player carrying them the way they need to be carried. Let's get to Jason. Welcome to the program, Jason. Hey, Grant. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, I heard a couple of people saying, you know, the the threes weren't going in, especially at home, and the the players were overamped on the crowd. Do you think there's anything to that or anything our shooters can do to kind of, you know, it's a huge game, kind of a must win, anything they can do to, to settle down at home and, and get that balance of energy, but, you know, the muscle memory to hit the shots? Yeah, I don't think the crowd's going to – I mean, they now know what the crowd's going to be like. They've had four games. Everybody's, you know, into the rhythm of who they're playing against. There are no surprises. You know what you're going to get. I, I would think that they would shoot the ball better. I thought they shot the ball very well, you know, in game four. So I would expect that to carry over. What I don't know is how is De'Aaron Fox going to shoot the ball. We won't know until we see him, particularly in the first quarter tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, go Kings. Hey, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you taking the time to call the show. I hate to break it down so simplistic, but to me, it's Fox. I mean, he's been the best player on the floor through four games, and he's their guy with five minutes left to go in a close game. So if De'Aaron is uh, bothered or not his usual himself, who's going to take over the team in the final five minutes? Who's going to be that player? Who do you look towards? Is it Malik Monk? Right? Or is it somebody else? Who is going to be the guy for Sacramento with five minutes left in the fourth quarter in a close game if Fox is not having his A game because of his finger? Who's going to be the player? All right. You can't turn the ball over like the Kings did in game four. The shot selection's got to be better in certain situations. 
I mean, even Mike Brown got on him after the game, after the one-point loss. He was very critical, as he should be. And I'll tell you something else I didn't understand. I don't understand Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox going underneath on screens when you're guarding Steph Curry. You cannot go underneath on, on Curry. You can't. You're, you're giving up three points. Yeah, I didn't understand that. that, that, that there were a couple of critical mistakes in the fourth quarter of the Kings going under screens. You cannot go, you have to go over the screens with this Warriors backcourt. That's, they want you to go under the screens. I mean, you can't give these guys daylight. You give them daylight, they're going to kill you. Now that, that was also some mistakes that we saw in game four. Those mistakes cannot happen tomorrow uh, in game five. All right. Again, let me run down the schedule tomorrow. Three o'clock, Jerry Reynolds will preview the game from his perspective. And then we hope to have Jerry join us on the post game. And then I'll be heading down with Ryan to a 34 Mexican Cantina. We'll have our live watch party and we'll get underway with the pregame show at 630. Again, I'll have a lot of the white shirts available if you want to uh, buy some of those. The black shirts are currently sold out. If there's a demand, I will order more. But for right now, we just have the white shirts and they'll be available tomorrow uh, at Mexican uh, Cantina. So I'm really excited. I hope that everybody uh, can get down there. And if not, you know, enjoy the game. Make sure you watch Ryan and I for our various programs and we'll see what happens. But again, stay on Fox's team right now. All right. I don't think, you know, as great as Steph Curry is, Fox has been the best player on the floor for four games. He's been the guy. You know, I think he's really elevated himself in the status of NBA superstars, all-stars, very good players. I mean, he was an all-star this year, but he wasn't selected until he was added on. But what he's done in this postseason has been big time, big time. No denying that, big time. I mean, what he has done in the first four games has been incredible. And it needs to continue if Sacramento is going to beat the defending world champions. We know the Warriors have struggled on the road this year, but we also know that under Steve Kerr, the Warriors have won at least one road game in every series they've played. And as good as the Kings have looked, I don't think it's a recipe for success to have to play the Golden State Warriors and particularly Steph Curry in a game seven. I don't like those odds at all. I don't like beating the defending champs and how they have, they're used to this. They've been in so many big games as a group. I don't think you want that if you're Sacramento. So tomorrow, to me, you got to have this game tomorrow. You got to have this game tomorrow. All right. Thanks very much. Really appreciate all of you listening to us. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.